stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. What a big show we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can always listen to all of our episodes inside the app. Just click on demand. Very simple, very easy. Thank you again for listening. Big show with Janet Millick and Matt Hahn from Game and Fish. We've also got uh, Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports and give you some tips on how to navigate around the uh, shallow waters of the reservoirs. And from uh, Platte River Gun Club, Dave North, the president, is here talking about Kids Day and uh, maybe you want to get in on on joining them there at the North Platte Rod and Gun Club. We've got all those details coming up throughout the show. Let's get rolling now. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. Anything goes extra fun. Woo! My Country 95.5. In hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome back to another great Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors with Wyoming Game and Fish Department, Jenna Millick, Matt Hahn. Uh, we're in the heat of summer. Things are really heating up around the area. And, uh, over the last week, since we talked to you last week for the State of the Outdoors address, there have been just a ton of people coming in town to fish the river and fish the reservoirs. And it's really busy on the water right now. It is. And, and Drew, not just kind of those bigger areas that you're talking about, but some of our community fisheries as well. Yesness, Bryanstock Trail or Lake McKenzie, Jessica's Pond, a lot of those smaller um, places and even our smaller mountain streams are, are getting hit pretty hard too. Matt, what are some signs that people can can look into maybe the fish that they're catching to be able to see the stress and strain that these fish are under? Yeah, Drew, uh, you know, and you're starting to get high water temperatures like we see this year, uh, this time of the year, mainly on smaller streams. So like the North Platte River, we don't tend to have temperature issues on because it's got a pretty high water flow and it's coming out of the bottom of a reservoir. So it, it stays pretty, pretty cool. Um, all year long. But if you move into some of the, some of the smaller streams, like say Deer Creek over by Glen Rock or Horseshoe Creek over by Estherbrook, some of those places, uh, they can start to get pretty warm water temperatures during the day. And so a really good sign that, that water temperatures are, are probably too high to be trout fishing is if it takes the fish a long time to recover. So you catch a trout, you land it, maybe you take a picture, whatever, you release it and it goes belly up. Um, and you spend 10 minutes trying to revive that fish and it eventually swims away. Well, that fish, even though it swam away, is probably not going to make it because it's been so stressed out. So it's one thing that if you're, if you're trout fishing, especially and in small streams or small reservoirs where the water gets fairly warm, um, you need to be aware of that. So in that situation, should you just keep it? If it's going to die anyway, you may as well eat it. Is that better for the the fishing environment? Yeah, you know, it sure is. And we try to encourage people to do that. If if you've caught a fish and it's warm and the fish is not recovering and swimming away very well and it's legal to do so, that's that's important because there's, there's places on the river, like say at Gray Reef, where 
there's a one fish limit and it has to be over 20 inches. So if it's legal to keep that fish and it's struggling to recover, you should probably consider keeping it and having it for dinner because its likelihood of survival is very, very low. So if it were 17 inches in that case, hope for the best? Yeah, legally you have to release it. If people are fishing, A, they need to be aware of where they're at and what the actual, uh, you know, the, the requirements for length is. But as you go from, say, Alcova to, to Casper, how many different areas are there with the size limits? There's really just the one special regulation area. So uh, from Gray Reef Dam downstream to Lusby, there's a special regulation that's a one fish limit, and, and it has to be over 20 inches to keep. It's what we call a trophy regulation. The rest of the river is managed under the general statewide uh, stream limit, which is three trout, and only one can exceed 16 inches. So it, it is a little bit confusing, but it's something that you need to be greatly aware of. A, you'll get in, in trouble, and B, you're hurting the fishing. And most anglers are acutely aware of, of the change in the water temperatures. They know when it kind of happens in their favorite fishing holes, and, and they do know to use the proper techniques like barbless hooks and try not to play the fish, land them as quickly as possible. But the other thing is to always remember, you know, a lot of folks that are catch and release anglers only need to think differently during this time of year so that we make sure that that we are taking the best care of the fish as possible and is as much fun as it is to continue to catch fish throughout the year. We just need to make sure that that we're doing it ethically and and that we continue to um, follow the the rules and regulations. Matt, if you're going out for a, a day of fishing, how early should you go and how early should you stop fishing? You should go as early as possible this time of year, um, especially on the smaller streams. Um, when you should stop is going to vary from stream to stream, but it's real handy to just carry a little pocket thermometer with you and monitor water temperature. Uh, if you're trout fishing and water temperature gets up towards 70 degrees, uh, 70 degrees is kind of the mark where we say you should stop catch and release trout fishing. Um, there's a lot of studies out there that show once you get, once you hook and, and play a fish beyond 70 degree water temperature, the likelihood of survival that fish goes down uh, pretty much exponentially with every degree of water temperature increase. Being aware is definitely one of the major keys of, of fishing here in uh, central Wyoming. And the website is a great resource uh, for people to do research. I mean, if you're going to go on the west side of, of the area, then you need to know where you're going to go and, and can go. Absolutely. And, and exactly what Matt said and exactly what you're saying, Drew, know where you're going, recognize this doesn't happen everywhere. It just happens in some places, but, but carrying a thermometer will make you knowledgeable about what things you need to consider as you go fishing in the late summer in Wyoming. The Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. You know, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is the place you ought to be going now to get ready because we've got a lot of stuff happening. Uh, well, for the rest of the year, it gets pretty busy around here, doesn't it, Brian? It sure does, and we're uh, we're really seeing guys already starting to ramp up for hunting season. Under a month from the first elk season. Yeah, and uh, that archery season for us is really big, so we've seen a lot of guys coming in and buying uh, their new bows or new rests, new sights, that kind of stuff, quivers, 
uh, getting their game bags, their knives, their backpacks, you know, starting to buy those boots and breaking those boots in. So, yeah, we're seeing a lot of activity. One of those things, you don't want to get a pair of boots and then go walk 16 miles. No, and some of these, you know, higher-end boots like Kenetrex, I think, you know, there's like a 50-mile break-in on them. So, yeah, you you need to start hitting the trails now. We're still in the, the midst of summer. Uh, fishing still a thing. The temperatures of the water and the water droppings kind of impacting that a little bit, but it's still available. Oh, yeah, there's, you know, we're, we're selling lots of worms and uh, people are still hitting the rivers and the lakes and, uh, you know, water conditions are changing, but the fish are still there. A couple of weeks ago, I actually last weekend, I was here just perusing through the, uh, the store with my brother and they were really amazed at the amount of camping supplies that you guys really have. They said, we've gone to six different stores and couldn't find anything. I know it always it always wonders me why uh, people go somewhere else first because I mean if you can't find it here you're probably not looking right. uh, good enough for it but yeah I mean everything from those those t- tents and cots and uh, all the Traeger Traeger grills the Traeger pellets seasonings you know camp stoves uh, single burner cookers uh, we're carrying the big pots for guys that are wanting to do crawfish broils that kind of stuff so I mean we have just about everything a guy could possibly need yeah and it's fun to just get around here and, and look because you'll walk out with something. There's not a day I leave without something. I can tell you that. <laughs> Your wife called uh, and said, you got to stop that. <laughs> uh, here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, of course, if you're going to go out, uh, take the side-by-side or four-wheelers, you guys got all the, the passes that you need for that as well. Yeah, state parks, ORV tags, snowmobile passes. We'll be getting breaking those out here before too long. And, uh, yeah, anything you need for, for that kind of stuff, um, we certainly have. We were talking a little bit earlier that, you know, about the, the elk hunting and things like that. So you probably want to start monitoring your, your hunting areas with a new trail cam would be pretty good. Yeah, we, um, we've got a really good selection of spy point, tacticam, uh, spy points coming out with a new, uh, a spy point flex that should be here any, any, any day. So, uh, I've got a couple up on the mountain and it's just fun to watch those animals running around. And they take amazing pictures and videos both. Oh yeah. And, and anymore, you know, they're, they're cellular. So they send you a notification right to your phone if you want one. So you can, you know, if you're not using them for good game, you can use them for security purposes as well. So really it takes the, uh, the hard work out of seeing what's crap, uh, creeping around your area. Well, they do have legs and they do move. So uh, if, if, in my experience, it's kind of like fishing. Where you found them one day, you don't find them the next. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, get out here and, and check out everything you need for hunting, fishing, and loving every day at Rocky Mountain Discount Sport. It's Wyoming Hunting Outdoors. My country, 95.5. So, Brian, fishing is a big deal right now. Uh, you just wrapped up the uh, stampede, the uh, Wyoming Angler Stampede, yep. and uh, how'd that end up going? We uh, we just finished up our championship tournament over at Seminole, and uh, we had our top 53 boats competing. Uh, first place was $12,000. Uh, we had one team that kind of blew the field away with uh, 36 pounds on day one. Wow. Um, and a, a five-fish limit the second day. So uh, it, was a, it was a good event. You know, Seminole uh, tends to fish a little bit like Pathfinder, but probably with less pressure overall. So 
Uh, we had the big fish for the weekend was 32 and a quarter inches, which was a little over 12 and a half pounds. So it was a monster. The fish, that, the big fish that we saw were super healthy, really, really, really fat and chunky guys. And a lot of like 26 to 30 inch fish. Um, but there was also, I mean, guys were saying that if you, if you just want to catch fish and you want to take a kid over there and, or your wife and just be successful, um, there were guys that were saying that just dragging worm harnesses and whatnot were catching anywhere from 80 to 100 fish a day. Wow. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and... You know, to me, I try to target, you know, bigger fish. But, you know, talking to some some of these anglers, you know, they're like, Brian, you don't understand. Like, this is fun, you know. Like, yeah. you know, especially if I'm a beginner walleye fisherman, you know, you kind of you can kind of build some confidence, you know, learn some new presentations and um, be successful. So, I mean, you went to three different reservoirs this year for, for your tournaments. Right. Um, from what I recall... This last one, like those are some of the biggest fish of the year. They, they were. Um, you know, we kind of bumped the minimum size uh, restriction for our tournament to 17 inches. So some of the numbers were kind of skewed. Like the 53 boats, we were catching on average like 80 to 85 fish a day, uh, measurable fish. But, I mean, literally guys were catching 80 to 100. So there was a lot of, you know, 9-inch to uh, 9 to 16-inch fish, I mean, Plentiful, you know. With the water dropping, we've talked about this over the the last little bit. You maybe need to adjust your your setups a little bit. Trust your your electronics and, and everything like that. But then, uh, when it comes to you know just driving your boat through there, I mean, if it's a lot lower, I know there were some question points in Pathfinder a right. couple of times where it's not really marked and it could cause really havoc on your boat. Yeah, you know, uh, anywhere in Wyoming, it's not a really good idea to just run a boat, you know along a shoreline and just you know cruise a shoreline because right. you just don't know you know how these these long points are going to come out and how far they're going to come out uh at pathfinder you know that water is really dropping quick so you know now's really a good time to get on the water just be cautious and then you know if you've got with your electronics you can mark a waypoint um, typically what i do at pathfinder when i find a, a rock structure that's you know potentially going to be low or going to be a hazard as i'm as i'm coming up to it i'll uh, mark a waypoint and you can change your icon so i usually make it a skull and crossbones you know mm-hmm. so i know like danger don't go near so now's a good time to mark those structures and those hazards so if you don't have the uh, the electronics you know going out without it it isn't really a good idea especially with the water dropping well you just have to be cautious i mean a lot of them you can see but i mean you wouldn't be, want to be going across the lake at 40 miles an hour um without knowing exactly what's going on with the tournament season for you kind of wrapped up i guess you probably focus on maybe uh fishing in the the league that's going on around here yeah jay's got that uh, walleye league at uh, pathfinder and alcova rolling pretty good they're you know averaging 10 to 20 boats a night it's kind of fun you know there's been a lot of people that uh, have brought their wives out and the kids out and there's a little side pot for the smallest fish, and there's a side pot for the biggest fish, and then there's one for overall uh, weight for the night. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. I think Jay's doing a pretty good job with that, and uh, most everybody's been pretty happy, and, and it gives you a reason to get out of work early on a Wednesday. Jay was telling me not long ago that you don't have to be at every week to right. be a competitor in this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a weekly deal, but, you know, if, you, if you're able to fish five weeks, I think uh, as of this week there's only four weeks left. But, you know, he'll, he's paying out a, like a season total for the best your top five weeks. 
but uh, just going out for an evening, I mean, it's it's still a great time, and you still have a chance of winning the big fish or the small fish or overall, or or just going out and have fun with your family. You, uh, it's five o'clock is when that begins, mm-hmm. right? When they start going, how does it fish differently evening time than it would like midday or, or morning? Well, usually mornings and evenings are your best bites. I mean, the, during the day, it seems like, especially with the walleye, they, they they tend to go a little deeper, get out of that sun, you know, look for a little cooler water. And so in the evening when that sun's going down, uh, a lot of times you'll catch those fish in a little bit shallower. Although at Pathfinder, the water's dropping, so I still stick by my guns that, you know, those fish tend to still be a little deeper. Um, but there's a lot of cool structure that's starting to pop out of the ground at Pathfinder. So there's some stuff that you wouldn't normally fish that, you know, uh, there's some, some weeds and trees and some rock structures that uh, are kind of fun to play around with. And, and a lot of times they hold some big fish. Well, I encourage you to take what time we have left of fishing because it'll be ice fishing in about uh, two months. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're about done with our two months of summer. Yeah. <laughs> You wake. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors on My Country 95.5. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, as always, you can go to our app and listen to all of our previous episodes on demand. Very simple. This morning, we continue the program with Dave North, who's the president of the Platte River Gun Club. And Dave, thanks for coming in. You bet. I appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk to you. Now, the uh, the Platte River Gun Club, how, how long has that been around? It, it was actually been around since 1980. Okay, so it's been uh, so around it's, a while. It's been around for a long time. It's probably the best kept secret in in Wyoming. <laughs> what you know, it's funny. You, you walked in and I said, you know, I asked you a couple of people about it, and they were like, "Huh, I haven't really heard of that one." And then you're like, "Well, there's maybe a reason for that." Yeah, the property is actually it's actually part of the the uh, Natrona County Park System uh, because the county actually owns the property, and the Platte River Rod and Gun Club has been managing it since 1980. It's on 12 Mile Road, just about a mile and a half south of Zero Road. You know, at, at first it was a small club, small group of guys that really didn't put a whole lot of money into it. Over the years, we've slowly progressed. Um, right now, we've currently got three different ranges out there. We've actually got a rimfire and pistol range, a long-range rifle range, and then what we call a multi-purpose range. We actually built the multi-purpose range specifically for the 4-H kids about five years ago. We set that up so that they could do all their rifle and pistol qualification as well as muzzleloader qualifications out there. So the 4-H has been using it for several years. Then we also have a lot of open shoots. And what I mean by open shoots is that we have what we call varmint shoots out there, several of them throughout the summer. And anybody can come out and, and shoot. Um... But they're very challenging. Um, we have targets set up, usually starting at about 600 yards and going out. Oh, wow. there. And they're not very big targets. <laughs> that's yeah. against the varmint part hurts, of it, right? Against the varmint part of it. <laughs> and so that's that's something that's, uh, that's always entertaining. With our weather conditions and the wind, just because you're a really good shot doesn't mean you're going to do very well on those days. And yeah. so... It's a challenge. It's pretty much anybody's guess on who's going to win. Which really makes people want to bring their A game for a, a situation like that. Very cool stuff there. Just going through the website, which happens to be platriverguncub.com. You guys have lots of events all year long, and 
And like you said, the varmint shoots, like those are open to the public, so you don't have to be a member on that one. That's right. You don't have to be a member for that, and you also don't have to be a member for the other scheduled shoots that we have. You know, one of the ways that you can continually grow a club like this is to get kids involved at a very young age, and you guys do a great job of that. As a matter of fact, August 6th, you have the, the next kid shoot. Yes, we do, and that's that's something we try to put on on an annual basis. We've got some people that are helping us out. Uh, Pizza Ranch is, is supplying food. PepsiCo is supplying uh, drinks for us. Um, Wagner's and Wyoming Gun Company are both supplying guns, as well as the Platte River Rod Gun Club. Um, but we're going to give away a twenty two rifle to each of the different age groups. Uh, and the age groups are 8 to 10, 11 to 13, and 14 to 16. And it's a, we set it up as a fun shoot. So just because you're not the best shot doesn't mean you can't win. The first year that we actually did this, the three kids that won, none of them had their own rifles. And and we will have some, some firearms out there, and it is a very controlled event. Uh, we're, we're trying to teach kids how to just introduce them. To, to 22s and, and firearms and just show them that it can be fun. you got to get them early, and when yeah. they enjoy it, if they get out there and they don't like it and it's not fun, they don't want to do it anymore. Right. I haven't ever seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time when they come out there and they start shooting things, uh, they have a good time. And we try to use as many reactive targets as we possibly can. <clears throat> that may be balloons that pop when they hit them or apples that go all over the place when they hit them. Or, or little steel targets that swing. Yeah. Okay. You know, so they can actually, they get that instant gratification when they hit right. something instead of having to go over down range and look to see what they, what they actually have. Listen, I'm the same way. When I start shooting, I want to see something like pop up and explode or something. So. Yep. Every, you know, I think that, I think that's true of everybody. Yeah. Um, and so you do, you get that instant gratification. You may not know exactly where you hit until you look through your scope or look through the spotting scope, but, but you at least know you hit it. And that's a win in, in my book anyway. Dave North, president of the Plant River Rod and Gun Club. If you're you're interested in this, go to plantrivergunclub.com. Uh, if you're interested in bringing the kids out for that day and need more information, you can get that all uh, there as well. And, uh, you know, Dave, it's, it's cool. And, again, uh, the best kept secret because most of the people that I ask about it had never heard of it. But unfortunately, now people are going to know about it. Well, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And the one thing I do want to say is that we do have the registration forms and the flyer posted on our website. Okay. So you can get on there and you can download those registration forms. Uh, We'll start shooting the targets at 8 o'clock on the 6th of August. And it usually runs for a few hours, depending on how many people we have out there. But That's awesome. It's a, a great event going to happen. August 6th, Platte River uh, Rod and Gun Club. You can go to uh, com to get all the information. Dave, I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again. You bet. Thanks, Drew.